0: Okay, we're back. Episode six from the French podcast. Hope everyone had a great week. Got some golf in, got some time in with the family. Ladies and gentlemen, it is hot in the desert. I mean, hot. We're cracking 110 and above, but it's not stopping us from making tee times and playing golf because we're addicted to the game and that's what we do. So let's talk about what happened over the past week and weekend in the world of golf. We had the John Deere classic Sepp Straka was your winner with a four-day total of 21 under par. This is his second win on tour. I don't know how else to say it, but there's really not much more to say about this tournament. PGA Tour social media was trying to create some excitement around a rather dull field. And it's not the player's fault. It's not the tournament sponsor's fault. It's just that this is one of those events that kind of falls through the crack. There was not a lot of big names playing in it. The ones that were there that had the name recognition and the fan favorites, like uh, Adam Hadwin, Nick Taylor, Joel Damon, they didn't make the cut. Then you had uh, other fan favorites like Zach Johnson, the Ryder Cup captain, Bo Hostler, Harry Higgs. They weren't even cracking The top 20 ultimately it just goes to show how tough it is to win on the PGA Tour, but it could also go to show that maybe there's too many tour events. I've heard people, you know, talk about that on the 19th hole, sitting around the bar having some drinks, but that's a uh, topic for another time. The U.S. Women's Open happened this past weekend it was at pebble beach and man the ladies did not disappoint this was an amazing amazing tournament maybe it was uh good that the uh, john deere classic happened this weekend because all eyes were on the ladies and like i said this was a great tournament the course was playing awesome pebble beach is beautiful there were fans out there just supporting the lpga which is great to see Allison Korputz was your winner at 9 under par. She's the only player in the field to go under par on all four rounds. She's also the first American to win the event since 2016. Charlie Hole made a charge on uh, Sunday to finish tied for second at 6 under par. Some of the game's bigger stars struggled. It's the U.S. Open. It's expected. But it also allowed the Bailey Tardys and the Allison Karpuzas to shine and show that they do belong on tour. I read an article, I think it was Sunday Night, Golf.com. The title of the article was, Why Brandel Chambly Says This Move is Robbing the LPGA of Excitement. And the article basically summarized an interview that was done on the Golf Channel's Live From segment on Thursday night. Brandel was with LPGA golfer Mel Reed. And... The two of them, their assessment was that the par fives at the U.S. Open were too long and they were robbing excitement from the game. Mel went on to say that she understands the strengths and the weaknesses in her game. She does find that the long ball is one of her strengths, but even she was having a tough time with them. On the flip side of that, there was a darling of the U.S. Open, Bailey Tardy. She is known for hitting the driver pretty long and On Thursday and Friday, one of those par fives was playing about 495 yards. He eagled that hole both days. And to me, that's exciting. I mean, it's the U.S. Open. We discussed this on the men's side. It's the toughest test of golf, of professional golf of the year. It's not supposed to be one of, you know, low numbers. You know, Allison won within minus nine. And that's, you know, that's about where it should be, if not a little bit higher. I think Brandel and Mel Reed... Made excellent points. I think some of these par fives could be shortened up a little bit. However, the take on U.S. Open weekend was just a little bit off, in my opinion. Liv had their second event in as many weeks. They were in London at Centurion. They kicked off their inaugural season at Centurion. So I guess they've come a full circle. And they were back there for the second time. Cam Smith was your winner over there. Excellent excellent play out of cam smith this guy is you can tell he is fine-tuning his game to get ready to defend his title at the open boy i hope he does if it's not cam smith this year you know we want ricky to win but cam smith's short game he even said it after the uh, tournament his driver was just not there this weekend but boy did he put on a short game exhibition the chips and the putts this guy were putting down or like most guys, you know, are automatic between like, you know, four and six feet. It seems Cam is automatic 15 feet or out. This dude is just dialed in. He beat out Patrick Reed and also his teammate Mark Leishman for the win over on the team side. The four aces came from behind to overtake Cam Smith's Ripper Golf Club and Louis Uthazen's Stinger Golf Club to take the team title and stay on top of the standings over on the team side. Double P, Pat Perez, Dustin Johnson, and Patrick Reed all had top 10 finishes for the four aces that helped them make that charge on Sunday. And it was pretty excited to see these guys because on the 18th hole, not only did Cam Smith have a birdie putt to win the tournament, or to seal the tournament, I should say, but if he would have made this birdie putt, he would have tied the four aces team total and they would have had a team uh, playoff, which they haven't had yet. But he missed the birdie putt hit the par putt, won the tournament, but the four aces got team win. And it was pretty excited to see. I mean, these guys, even though they were out of it, they were all huddled around this 18th green watching this putt to see how the team aspect was going to go. So don't tell me team golf isn't exciting and people don't want to see it. So that's pretty much a wrap up on everything that happened on the weekend. Let's keep this moving on. Oh, yeah. Stay up. Stay up. Stay there. What's going on in the world of golf? Well, first off, the LPGA seemed to gain a whole new fan base over the weekend with the U.S. Women's Open in Pebble Beach. Uh, This is a good thing for them. I have been a fan of the LPGA for quite some time and would like one day to hopefully get a LPGA player or a caddy on the podcast. So if you know anyone, have them DM me on uh, on the Instagram page. The golf space seemed to be enamored with the LPGA and the women this weekend. All these podcasts were throwing their hat in the ring, talking about them, even though they've really ever, even though they've never really paid much attention to the LPGA. So I guess, as they say, better late than never. But. I did have to chuckle at it because there was just tons of action on social media from places that, quite honestly, I would never have expected to see, uh, the attention coming from. So, the, so the Live PGA merger keeps producing new information every single day, um, the former CEO of AT and and PGA Tour board member Randall Stevenson resigned over his disagreement with the merger. This happened just after Jay Monahan announced his return to the PGA Tour. If you don't know or if you don't remember, the week of the men's U.S. Open, Jay Monahan stepped aside and re- relinquished his duties because of a, because of a health issue. His family asked for privacy during this time and not much was really said. We were never told what this health issue was. Um, we were never told, you know, if he was hospitalized, how he was doing. We just, Heard he was in good spirits, and that was that. And out of the blue, the announcement came that he is returning. But then a few days later, this board member resigns. I'm sure one had to do with the other, but that's the direction of the board and the PGA right now. They They're kind of scrambling. They don't know what's going on. The PGA, the tour tried to desperately seal the documents that led to Tiger Woods' statement of denial that we talked about last week. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that they're scrambling to have the court seal these records and these documents because, well, there must be some sort of truth to them. Uh, there was an open letter written by a guy named Bob Golfball on Twitter to the PGA players res- uh concerning this merger. It's a really good letter. It was really well written. It was really it was really well written. Sorry. Uh and it it garnered the attention of Phil Mickelson who said that this The gentleman that wrote this nailed it on the head, even more than the golf media out there. This gentleman's page is followed by a lot of uh, insiders into the golf world, so I give it a little bit of credibility. But I will put that up on, or it is up on the Twitter. I have it up on the Instagram page if you'd like to go ahead and read it. Then there was PGA Tour Board. Peter Malnati, a article came out this week talking about him. He is on the, uh, the player advisory board. And in the past, he has been quoted as not wanting to be associated with the Saudis or the public investment fund. But now that people have talked to him about the money that could be flowing into his pockets, man, this, this man's tune has changed. Um, he was quoted and he was quoted as saying, I was shocked, I was mad, but now I kinda understand what's going on. We, meaning the players, just need to get out of the way, let smart people do their jobs, and we'll make shitloads. Now I apologize for that language, but that is a direct quote. So this is coming from the 224th ranked player in the world. So if he is understanding how much money he could potentially make, imagine what guys like Roy McElroy or John Rahm or Scotty Scheffler stand to make. But it goes to show that this was really never about morals. This was always about money. So to further, so this is, these were some of the things that I was looking up this weekend. It's further evidence that Liv is not going anywhere, anywhere. Let's look at this timeline of Live for the 2023 season. They, uh, so for the 2023 season, Liv took on a broadcasting deal with the WB. People laughed at it, but they did it. Then Live took on its first corporate sponsor, and it was a sponsor that had been been a part of the Patrick Reed camp. It's Easy Post. It's a global logistics company, but nonetheless, they came out and became the first corporate sponsor of Live. Then they took on their very first tournament sponsor in Singapore. It was, uh, it's a hotel group called Resorts World Sentosa. Oh, sorry, Resort Resorts World Sentosa. So those are three big moves for for the um, for Live as a company and as a as a tour. Then you have the teams all of a sudden starting to take on sponsors. Ian Poulter's Majestics have picked up some big sponsors. A, uh, let's see, OKX, which is a crypto company, Seamless Digital, which now have digital ad space on the team's golf bags, which is pretty cool. And Red Vantley, which is an apparel company, have now become the official apparel of the Majestic Golf Team. Uh, The Four Aces have been linked to extracurricular apparel. And Fireball Golf Club, uh, that's Sergio Garcia's team, have uh, Akron Oil, a Mexican oil company, as a sponsor. This past weekend, Ping was seen at Centurion. So there have been a lot of tour players making equipment changes over to Ping. They've dropped their uh, original equipment manufacturer and moved to Ping. So much so that Ping sent a company rep out to, to London this past week. And for the first time ever, a, an equipment manufacturer had a truck on site for, the, for their players. This is a big deal. Uh, Real Club Valderrama from last week has signed a multi-year deal. I think it's five or seven years for that tournament to continue going on. And Phil Mickelson played in the pro-am with Dr. Pawan Munjal, who is the chairman and CEO of the Hero Motor Motor Corp. Now, this is a big deal because. This is the primary sponsor or the title sponsor for Tiger Woods PGA event. Uh, This guy was seen alongside Woods during his first press conference back after his uh, infamous uh, car crash. And it's interesting to see Dr. Munjal associating with Liv given that he has previously distanced himself from the rival league. And cut sponsorships with guys that went over to the league and whatnot. But now, here he is, mucking it up, playing with Phil Mickelson in the in the pro am. Live also just struck a deal with Reach TV, which is responsible for all of the broadcasting inside airports and hotels, or it's the major company behind the broadcasting in airports and hotels. They will have access to more than 2,500 airport screens, nearly 500,000 hotel rooms across North America, reaching more than 50 million monthly travelers. Reach TV averages a 70-minute viewer dwell time. This is a big move for Liv. This and the other things we talked about, or I talked about, go to show that Liv is not going anywhere. So I say all of this because... I usually record these podcasts on Monday and Tuesday evening. Here it is Tuesday, and I'm sitting here getting the show ready for you guys. And all day long, what's been blowing up is the Senate hearing with the PGA and Live. Now, Yasser Al, Rumayan, and Greg Norman said they didn't want to be there. Nor did they have to. Uh, Jay Monahan didn't show up. But two representatives for the PGA Tour did. I think it was Jimmy Dunn. And man, was it a clown show. Um, if, you, if you're in the golf space and you're plugged into the social media and the different podcasts, they're going to try to spin it one way because they have an affiliation with the PGA Tour. And they don't want to, I guess, I'll just say it how it is. If things fall through, they don't want to lose their, their association with the PGA Tour. And so they're going to sit here and spin this little web however they can to make the PGA Tour look good. This is guys like uh, his name. I forget his full name, but he goes by Riggs on Barstool Sports. There's Dan Rappaport for Barstool Sports. Both those guys on the 4Play uh, the podcast. The guys over at the No Laying Up podcast. These guys are just clowns. They're, they're scumbags. They're clowns. I, I'm sorry if I have to say it that way, but every single thing that they have put out has been some kind of twist or lie about what has gone on today. Golf Digest is guilty of this. Iman Lynch is guilty of this. Brandel Chambly is guilty of this today. Every single one of them has gone on to basically just push lies to the golf Public, The golf consumer. So I am going to spend some time looking more into this, trying to get more facts for you guys. But I can say a few things today that happened because documents have been released. There are people that I follow that I get information from that have read these documents. And instead of doing a little cut and paste job on a little paragraph, they have taken the paragraph from, say, Barstool Sports or they've taken this paragraph from uh, that was you know, thrown out there by Golf Digest and then shown you the entire page. You know, there's been full transparency there. So, a few things that have happened today are one of the things they're talking about is that the PGA Tour, they want they want Greg Norman out and that Greg Norman is going to get fired. Now, you know, it's it's interesting that they say that because I've seen this. I have seen this everywhere. Riggs and Rappaport from uh, from the Foreplay Pod. They've been harping on this. I saw Golf Digest throw it out earlier today. Greg Norman's fired. Well, if you do a little bit of research and you do a little bit of reading yourself, yes, the notion has some truth behind it, because the PGA Tour in this negotiation went to Yasser Al-Ramayan and the PIF and the representatives of the public investment fund and said, you know, when they were, you know, doing a little bit of give and take dance, they said they wanted Greg Norman out. And basically, public investment fund reps said, go screw yourself. No, that's not going to happen. It says here, two people familiar with the negotiations said that the PIF officials rejected the proposal to remove Norman. Now, I have seen this uh, out of the paperwork and other things that yes, it was it was proposed that Norman is out. Public investment fund said, "Kick rocks." They didn't want to have anything to do with it. They want Norman is their guy, and he is here to stay. And there's also talk of him, if he's not going to be because of the way things are going to line up, if he doesn't stay on as the live CEO, he he will stay on in a an advisory role. So I hate to tell you, little PGA Tour fanboys out there, Greg Norman isn't going anywhere as of right now. Now again. Who knows what the future brings, but with the information that we have today, Greg Norman is not going anywhere. Um, some of the other things that we can talk about that have been going on are, uh, there's talk. Oh yes. It was revealed that our guy, Rory McIlroy, Mr. Live morality, high horse. Got- I haven't gotten a, um, offer from Live. Well, I don't think that's completely true because it came out in the, uh, in the Senate hearing today that Rory took a trip in November to the UAE and sat down one-on-one with Rumayan himself. What do y'all think was discussed there? Like, let's be honest about this do you think remind might have this being that rory is the head of the player advisory board he's i believe i believe he's the president of that board he has a final say on a lot of these things um you don't think he was talking about this merger you don't think he was throwing out a number to rory because along with that and the proposal to this the public investment fund said that if this merger goes through that rory and tiger woods would both have their own team on the live tour that seems like an incentive right there. So why has Rory been talking about live and saying that, oh, I don't agree with it, with the money? Look, Rory's a clown, okay? I've been nice in early uh, earlier podcasts, but like I said, I have no affiliation. The fact of the matter is, Rory is a clown. All of these PGA Tour fanboys are clowns. The PGA Tour has bullied people for years into doing what they want. If you were able to get in their good graces and get media passes, it was a uh, it was almost like an act of god and people don't want to ruin that, but the fact of the matter is in doing that, they're not reporting the truth to you. They're not telling you the truth. Hank Haney sent out a tweet today saying that it's a horrible day for all the hypocrites and corrupt golf media. And he's 100% right on that. Jamie Dunn pretty much came out today and said that without the live money, the PGA Tour is done. And we discussed this already. This isn't anything new. We've discussed this here on From the Fringe. But... Without this money, without this deal, the PGA Tour, it's screwed. They have overextended themselves with these elevated events and throwing money out on these elevated events. They don't have the funds to back it up. I mean, they have have a decent fund, but it's not a $600 billion fund like the PIF. Rory and Tiger getting teams. Greg Norman isn't going anywhere. PGA Tour admitted that... They don't have the money to continue on, and they're doing this for their survival. There's a lot of talk and a lot of clauses in 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 these uh, contracts and in these negotiations, saying that uh, if the PGA Tour and it's, and its affiliates take this money, then they can't they can't talk bad about the PIF. And you know, there I, I saw someone you know someone online was making a big deal about that. But yeah, pretty much, if you're gonna take my money, you're gonna shut up about me. Plain and simple. You know, I mean, you can't take my money then talk trash about me, you know, at the same time. That's just not going to happen. Anyway, I feel like I'm doing a lot of rambling here. There's a lot of information that's coming out. I will continue to put it up on Twitter. I'll put it up on the Instagram page. I'll put it up on the threads page. Uh, Please follow along. That way, anything that I see, I'm going to let you guys see as well. But with that, let's get on to the next segment. I am proud to announce that the from the french podcast is brought to you by shankit golf that's right we've got the shanks at shankit golf you can find golf polos bags and accessories and let me tell you they are some of the hottest ones on the market so visit shankitgolf.com use the promo code french15 for 15% off your order or better yet, you can jump over to the Instagram page, give us a follow, and click the link and do your shopping from there. That is shankitgolf.com. Yes, we at from the fringe have the shanks and we want you to have them too. Okay, before we wrap things up this week, let's talk about what's next in the world of golf, like we always do. Over at the PGA Tour, it's kind of a unique weekend. We have essentially two events for the PGA Tour. Here in the United States, we're going to have the Barbasol Championship at Keen Trace Golf Club in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Unfortunately, there will be no top 50 players in this field. However, there are a handful of recognizable fan favorites like Harry Higgs, James Hahn, Jason Duffner, and Cameron Champ. So hopefully those guys will have a chance to uh, get some things done and have a good weekend and get a good paycheck. Now, over in Europe and uh, Scotland, we are having the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour having a co-sanctioned event named the Genesis Scottish Open. Over there, we will have 30 of the world's top 50 vying it out getting a final tune-up for the Open the following week. We will be on the Ricky Watch this week. Curious to see how he plays after his win and a week off. How he adjusts to the traveling and time difference. This is going to be a good event. You're going to see some excellent golf. You're not only going to see a bunch of uh, PGA Tour players, but a bunch of DP World Tour players as well. And if any of you guys are like me, we wake up early on the weekend. I'll go make some coffee, turn the golf channel usually about five o'clock six o'clock in the morning they're playing dp world tour events these guys can play some golf and it's it's fun to watch the course styles are a little bit different than they are here in the united states nevertheless it's still excellent golf and it's still fun to watch the ladies are going to be at the dana open also known as the greater toledo lpga classic this will be held at highland meadows golf club right outside Toledo, Ohio. This event's going to be headlined by the likes of Rose Zhang, Jin Young Ko, Lydia Ko, Brooke Henderson, as well as our United States Women's Open champion, Allison Corputz, and breakout star, Bailey Tardy. So we should have some good golf over there. We'll see how the uh, ladies adjust. Getting back to that tour grind after an excellent showing over at Pebble Beach. Uh, Liv is not on the docket this week. They won't be back until August sometime, but we'll keep you updated on that as well. I hope everyone has a great week and weekend. I hope you get plenty of golf in, time with your family. Don't forget to check out the Instagram from underscore the underscore fringe. Feel free to uh, DM me there and uh, give me some suggestions and feedback. Interact with my posts. I love all of that stuff. We also have the Twitter at at F-R-M-T-H-E-F-R-I-N-G-E. We like the interaction that we're getting over there. Do a lot of retweeting on fun articles that I find. We recently joined the Threads movement. I guess just to feel like we're getting into something on the ground floor. It's the same handle as Instagram. Don't forget to check out Shank It Golf and use those promo codes to get yourself pretty awesome golf gear at a good discount. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, y'all have a great week and weekend. Y'all be good, y'all be safe, and hit them straight.